Hey everybody, Pat Mercedes here, and um, 2.30 here in Queensland, uh, 3.30 in Sydney, and today I want to talk about three important things. Um, our last uh, rant really went off the charts, to be honest with you, and uh, because we're speaking about issues that are really, well, important to people, stuff that the media or the mainstream media doesn't want you to know. But let me start with this. Ever since Lydia Thorpe was elected to Parliament, she's been nothing but a troublesome, difficult, blind-sided activist. Now we discover Lydia, 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 Lydia. See, they say that I'm angry, so I'm going to be happy today. Uh, let me just say this. Well, firstly, it's about anger. The Bible says be angry and sin not. Let me just say this. Jesus called Herod a fox. You would be shocked to hear some of the language that Jeremiah used. The problem with our society right now is we're not angry enough. We're not angry about Dan Andrews trying to take over your kids and override you and they can go and get gender reassignment without your consent. No, I don't see too many people angry or any of the media angry because you have lost your jobs or because the farmers are losing their jobs or because there is, uh, there is so much economic destruction. Let me tell you, here's the problem I find. People aren't angry enough. If you're not angry about what's happening to our kids, happening to our economy, happening to our country, if you're not angry about the woke agenda ruining sport, now of course, sport, our god of sport, by which during the pandemic, they, uh, they kept the old Roman thing going of bread and circus, handing out money and keeping the circus open. If you're not angry about that, there's something wrong with you, actually. But let me just say with, with Lydia, let me get to this. Green Senator Lydia Thorpe, the fist wave, remember her? You're waving her fist and calling the Queen a colonialist and all this has been forced to resign from the party's leadership team following revelations she had a relationship with former bikey president, well, Dean Martin. No, not the Dean Martin. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. Not that Dean Martin. Not the Dean Martin from Jerry Lewis. Dean Martin, bikey boss. While they briefly dated last year, Senator Thorpe was sitting on the Joint Parliamentary Law Enforcement Committee, which meant she had received confidential briefings about law motorcycle gangs and other organised crime. Green's leader, Adam Bandit, revealed he asked and received Senator Thorpe's resignation as deputy leader. My God, I didn't know that. After the media raised the issue, at a minimum, Senator Thorpe needed to disclose to me her connection to Martin and her failure to do so showed a, a significant lack of judgment. Let me just say this. It's more than a lack of judgment. It's more than a lack of judgment. But Mr. Ban has to explain why his office knew and what he knew. And if he wasn't informed about these issues, given his office was informed, why that is the case. Australians, we are entitled to know all this stuff. Uh, who, who the heck voted for her? I don't know. But here's the problem. The Greens are the big preachers of integrity. The Greens, the fascists, the red shirts as I call them, they are the most hypocritical, activist, 
hell-bent on destroying our economy people that you can find on this planet. But watch this. She remains confident in her work for First Nation people. Let me tell you something. You do nothing for the First Nations people. Now, Senator Jacinda Price does a lot for the First Nations people. Where was your voice, Lydia, when Jacinda Price's grandmother was beaten up? You didn't say a word. You know why? You're one of the elites. That's what you are. Here's the thing. Now, this is a conflict of interest. She says, this is what she says. I love this. You're, oh, folks, you're going to love this. Oh, my gosh. This is Lydia Thorpe. This is what she says. She has told me, I'm assuming to Adam Bandit, that at no stage was there any breach of the rules regarding those committees of her work. No sharing of confidential information. And to date, no one has suggested otherwise. Of course she wouldn't. Of course she wouldn't. <sighs> kind of remind you of Gladys. But let me move on. Your kids. I'm going to get to the economic stuff in a second. This is from the Education Department of Victoria. Parental consent. There may be circumstances in which students wish or need to undertake gender transition without the consent of their parents or carers and or without consulting medical practitioners. If no agreement can be reached between the student and the parents regarding the student's gender identity, or if the parents, watch this, if the parents will not consent to the contents of a student support plan, it will be necessary for a school to consider whether the student is a mature minor. Can someone explain to me what that means? A mature minor. I mean, at six, we all wanted to be cowboys and Indians and we all wanted to be Barbie and we all wanted to be, we all thought we were a butterfly or a dog or a cat. I mean, give me a break. If a student is considered a mature minor, they can make decisions for themselves without parental consent and should be affirmed in their gender identity at school without a family representative or carer participating in formulating the school management plan. This is government control over your kids. I've been telling you for two years they're coming after your kids. This is control by the Victorian government under the auspices of dictator, di di demonic Dan. The sooner the people of Victoria get rid of this guy, the better. And by the way, there's a storm brewing, Dan. There's a storm brewing on your horizon. And I'm telling you, folks, this is the plan. This is the plan. This is causing, going to cause kids to be disobedient at war with their family. As a matter of fact, Jesus predicted that, that in the last days, they would be disobedient to parents. One of the things that David Wilkerson shared in his 1973 vision, which will be aired live on this platform on Sunday, was the greatest rebellion amongst teenagers and young people. How do you define a mature minor? Can someone explain that to me? I mean, honestly, I think if you're going to go to a school camp, you've got to get permission from your parents. There are so many things you've got to get permission from you because you're not mature enough. You're not adult enough. The mind of a child has not, it is still being in development stages, are psychologists and psychiatrists without an activist woke agenda. This is controlled by the government. Now listen to me very carefully. For those of you that think I need to be nice. 
Number one, there's corruption in government circles and you and I know it. Number two, this corruption, they want your money, they want your kids, they want your homes, they want your land, they want you. If you, let me, let me just say this. Many of us have worked our lives, I'm 63 years of age, I've been working since I was 18. Even though you've given your blood, sweat and tears, your working life, and even though you're dreaming of enjoying life in the future, even maybe a little bit of a relaxed, pampered retirement, everything you've got planned could be about to be ripped away. Now, you've got to stand up and you've got to protect yourself. It's a complete mismanagement of a global economy. And it's, it's us, the ordinary folk, who are going to be dragged into this mess. The elites, they're already set up. These, these cushy politicians, they've already got their jobs. Greg Hunt, all of them. They're already set for life. Scott Morrison's going to be paid for the rest of his life. But he should pay for the rest of his life for what he did. But we'll leave that alone. They've covered their backsides in a very nice way. Now, Gerald Salente is warning that the current conditions are the worst he's ever seen. Now, Gerald is going to be on my program next Wednesday, not on Facebook. It's a closed session. You've got to click on the link. I've got some other economic guests as well. The economic collapse is happening now. Not about to happen. It's happening right now, folks. And if you're not awake to it, Think, this is not going to be reversed. Once they set things in motion, things aren't going to get better. Inflation is out of control in the Western world. I know that your wallets and my wallets have been slashed by the cost of living. World governments have gone out and printed trillions of dollars, which are plummeting in value. And yes, I'm reading from something that we wrote. The British pound is on the verge of collapse. The US is in an incredible recession. Global interest rates are growing. And the war in the Ukraine has created a whole new crisis, and we're going to talk about that. See, Gerald's worked behind the scenes, and since 1980, he's predicted, he's predicted the GFC, the dot-com bust. He predicted so many of the crashes. Now, like all guys, I guess in the forecasters, they may have got one or two wrong. But this guy has been more accurate, and he said to me, and I quote, it's the scariest time. Now, you've got to prepare yourself. Now, I don't have time in these rants to tell you how you can do that, but you can. This coming Wednesday, next week, now we've had to go, this has been the result of, of what's happened so far. We've had to go and get extra room on our Zoom. There was only a certain amount of people we could get on. There's, there's still about 100 seats left. I would not miss this. Now, please, listen, let me tell you something. Don't click on the link, register and not show up. Don't do that. Don't do that. Be committed. Be committed. My, my other VIP guest is, is a great guy. He's going to show you strategically what you can do to protect, increase, and survive. If you're waiting for the banks and the governments, the Lydia Thorpes of our world, the Adam Bantz of our world, and the Dan Andrews of our world, and the Albanese's and the Penny Wong, boy, I could talk about that whole Jerusalem thing. What an insult. What an insult. But of course... You know, Hamas, they're right there with us. Doesn't that give you confidence? This event is going to tell you the facts next Wednesday. Now, on Sunday morning, one of the most powerful sessions we've ever done, 
1973, the great pastor David Wilkerson received a vision. Now, this vision, when I read about it, shook me to the core. He talks about what's happening in the recession. He talks about the, the, the environment. He talks about coming wars. He talks about the assault on the family. And he talks about the assault on faith. Our last rant went absolutely crazy. I'm going to ask you to share this again with the same hunger that we have. We have to do something about this, folks. My heart breaks for this nation. Now's not the time to be nice and PC. Now's the time to be active. You see, they don't care when an activist gets upset or they start tearing down buildings, which I'm not advocating, by the way. That is wrong. But let me tell you something people are scared of. People with passion. And that's what I have. I have a passion for this country. Now, if you want to join us on Wednesday, that's great. If you don't, that's fine too by me. But don't say you weren't warned. Don't say you weren't warned. Sunday is going to be very, very powerful on this platform and all across my other platforms. Please uh, go to our various platforms, our Rumble platform. Go to our, uh, uh, our, our Telegram platforms. They're all there. You need to hightail it over to those, those sites, guys. And, of course, our rallies. Our next rally is going to be on the Gold Coast, and then we're going to be in Harvey Bay. We are going to touch this nation. We're going to go to places that really need our help. Thank you for your listening, everybody. I trust you have a fantastic weekend. Please share this. I know it's going to change people's lives. I look forward to seeing you Sunday. I look forward to seeing you Wednesday. God bless you, everybody.